You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. I feel like my radio voice is really on point right there. <clears throat> you know, yeah, sometimes you, you voice. sometimes you low rate yourself on that, and I always feel like uh I feel like it's a little bit of like uh compliment fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've got a good voice for this. You're doing good. Uh, I so I disagree with that uh, broadly, but I think that no I do that. In, the intro is just so like rote that I uh, I uh, it's, it's you know I can play in it. You know, so you I'll, need more. You need more reps. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Listen, uh, we're going to talk about me getting back on my uh, as the uh, as the Muslim Sam back on my dean, uh, treating myself mm. right. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but let's let's do a couple uh, ad reads. If Sponsor we reads. Sponsors. Shout out to Run for Cover Records. Oh yeah! Shout out to Closed Casket Activities. Oh yeah! And shout out to the two stars of today's ad read, Death Wish Inc. Oh. And to live a lie, absolute fucking chaos. All right, let's give it to them fast, hard, the way we like it. Starting with to live a lie. Go to to live a lie dot com. <clears throat> I'm going to go through some stuff quick. To Live a Lie just dropped some new merch. New To Live a Lie banners. Pretty cool. I kind of like the idea of someone having a To Live a Lie banner that says Power Violence Records. It's cool. It's cool. The number two merch item, Spy Dad Hat. Just the logo. Really classic look. Uh We've been big up in Spy for a minute, so it might be like, oh, Spy, Spy. Yo, Spy's going to be triple the size by this time next year. Put money on it now. Get that dad hat. Uh, to Live a Lie hat, um, label hat, piece test um, box cutter. I like that. Then for the music side of thing, uh, a Squilla Grind repress. The Internal Rot CD pre-orders. Is that Internal Rot? No, just Rot. I'm sorry. Um, the Hog Erahant cassette, Pig City Terminal Decline cassette, the Internal Rot Grieving Birth on Marbled Pink Vinyl available. Yo, go to To Live Lie. Spend some money. Buy some fast music. Buy some ugly music. Buy a cool hat. Whatever you like. To Live Lie.com. Swinging up. Deathwish Inc. Deathwish Inc.com. Uh, yo, the band from Flint, Michigan, Greet Death. Has a new record coming out on Deathwish, New Low. Yo, I don't know what I thought this band sounded like. I don't know. I, I've listened before, but have either of you ever had that moment where you know you've heard a band, but then you go and listen to their new release and you're like, wait, did I even know what this band sounded like before? 
that's a fun feeling because I go, what was I? Did I not listen to right. Spotify? Fuck me up. Like, yeah, like because I if if I knew it sounded like this, I definitely would listen to it more. <laughs> whatever you know what I mean? Whatever. Right, right. It's like yeah. it's it's a it's a pure like is this a senile thing? Like uh, we didn't get too into it. Patrick and myself, I know, had two like borderline embarrassing like yo you're just getting old how did you do that level interactions with people um i almost felt that right here but uh the greek death new low 12 inches available honestly on a really cool looking red black galaxy vinyl it's like red vinyl with the smoky black Mm. musically they're describing themselves as a four-piece shoegaze band i don't I guess I wouldn't disagree with that, but it's this like the new new gaze is what I'll call it, where it's post alt elements of post hardcore, some heavy riffing, but like this wouldn't sound out of place uh, alongside Cloakroom, alongside nothing, really alongside much of the run for cover artists, or even something like Soulblind. I was super impressed when I threw this on. Um, if you haven't heard it, go to the Death of a Shrink Bandcamp and check it out. I think the song New Low, the opener, is awesome. I was really, really uh, pleasantly surprised by it. Um, and go order it. This is a very good record. Deathwishink.com, one of the new releases. New band on Deathwish. They've been doing stuff for a couple years, but um, I actually think this band low-key deserves more time and attention. So check mm. this out. Do it. All right, guys. How we doing? How we feeling? Uh, feel feel good. Uh, shout out to the New York Times, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, let's let's talk on that real quick if we can. We did that already. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did, but we can talk about it more. There's, been about more it con- There's more conversation. Did we sure. talk about it? Talk about it? What did we talk about on Patreon? No, we we we, we, no, we gave we a shout out. Yeah, we shouted out Tom and CR. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm right, sorry. I, I don't know if I had actually listened to the podcast in full. You uh, were on it, though, right? I, I you was. Uh, say it. I was mentioned on it. Uh, uh, both oh. Axe to Grind and Drug Church. Um, and you me, for being kind of theatrical and clever, but also not not someone to be worried about in a fight. Well, that's unfair, yep, right? Yeah. Okay, I do remember this because yeah, I was a bit insulted, like, yeah. right? Well, yeah, yeah like that guy's not going to do anything. Uh, <laughs> Jesus! Now we pretty much now, called you Pagliacci. Now I got to step yeah, we put, up. We put him in a up. place. We put um, him in a place. So uh, okay, if we've already talked about, we don't got to. Let me just say, no, but no, we didn't get into the specifics. You actually, but I think we talked it, so. about. It. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, I, I, let me just say, uh, there's. I here's the thing, and it's up to you guys how you feel about this. You're welcome to feel the exact opposite. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody that I see out there who doesn't like hardcore getting attention. Right. I do not uh, take any offense to it, uh, nor do I ever feel a way about being a, like a homer for the things that I like. So that's all to say, like <clears throat> I like we try to cover as many types of hardcore as we can but obviously our interests lean in certain directions because For sure. we're people. So uh, straight up, this is to any of our listeners who are kind of like into like what I'd call like for the sake of this conversation, just like the fringes of hardcore and 
uh, and I'm saying that only in the respect that like there's fewer people into it. That's literally all I mean by that. Uh, if you're into stuff that we don't cover a lot, uh, feel free to hit us and maybe we will. Uh, but also, uh, it's, it's fine, man. Like I, I'm, I like all these podcasts that other people are doing specifically if they are not touching on the same stuff that we are. So it's just kind of that shit. Like, I don't know, like whenever I see somebody pop up and kind of like feel away about what we'll call like kind of like down the middle hardcore, like whatever's kind of like in at the moment, I always remember like, yo, I've been that person. I, I don't feel sure. I like, you know, what I mean? like I've been completely alienated from what the majority of people in hardcore like. Um, I just happen to like it today. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> this is kind of just a reminder that uh, we're, we're not, we're not out here trying to account for every single human being. We're just three dudes having a conversation. So like if it doesn't uh, uh, kind of account for what you uh, enjoy, uh, you know, did my best. <laughs> so, yeah, well, well, so, so, I mean, I kind of want to touch on this because uh, there is that question and, and there's a part of me that I want to, I want to make this multifold one. I don't know a time before now and now is, is a large range. It's last two years, last three years. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, where the, you know, quote unquote, quote, mainstream, uh, media, like the non hardcore media, music media at large, has started to do hardcore in a not doing it dirty way. And that's not a hundred percent, but I listen to that New York times podcast and that's just three dudes vibing. And they, they had the right energy about it. They came at it with a, Hey, I'm not in the trenches. Like they on the bench, we in the trench, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, they didn't do it a disservice or come at it sideways. They talked about what they knew. They acknowledged what they didn't. And they weren't afraid to play in the gray. All that is to say, you know, a conversation I had with a friend of the show was, yo, I don't, even 10 years ago, something like this would be unheard of. And I'm largely cool with it. I'm largely positive about it. It's really about how it's used. How, how, what people make of it. And then the other side is, do I think it's cool if someone's, you know, not about it? Like really is like, hey, you know, I don't like that, that things are getting covered. I don't think it's cool that, you know, some major corporation is trying to capitalize on hardcore because hardcore's, you know, having a moment, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. Yo, fucking Correct. Also, I I want there to be someone naysaying. Yeah, and just in point, it just it, it's uh, please when it comes to things getting covered or or getting press and all that or having a moment, just stick around. There's going to be fallow times. Maybe you enjoy those more. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this but, too shall pass. Yes, please, I believe. Sure. Um. Yeah. What What did I say about? It? I was like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Patrick. What did we do before hardcore had the moment? 
Uh, chop wood, carry water. What do we do after hardcore has the moment? Chop wood, carry water. Yeah. Like this, keep it going. That said, what I what I've been thinking about conversation I had was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. More so, if there isn't the pushback on some of these things. Do I think it was cool when Born Against tried to take shots at like <laughs> sick of it all? Do I think it was cool when Born Against was like lobbing grenades at Steve Reddy and like Krishna's kind of fucking no, <laughs> like, like put me on team Steve Reddy. Just, just mark me down. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it's good to have this weird set of checks and balances. And I say that with the right energy. I don't want someone out there being contrarian just for the sake of it. But if someone felt away and was like, yo, you know what? My hardcore is in a basement. My hardcore is in a DIY venue. My hardcore isn't at a club. My hardcore isn't on a New York Times podcast. To which I say that's lit. God bless. Fucking exactly. So all that said, people should have different feelings. But if you're just salty because you're salty, that's that's the other thing. That's a different thing. Man, I've been getting reports about old people. Tom, I've been getting reports on the street. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm not going I've to you. I've been reports about old people. Here's Tom. To- <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm just pulling you into the conversation. Tom, I've been getting, you're, you're like our man on the scene. I've been getting reports on the street that there's old people being cantankerous. Oh. Um, as three dudes uh, who are, uh, uh, our uh, carriage and age is quite large. Um, but people give us credit for not totally, you know, uh, we're not, none of us are in the geriatric energy section. Yeah. I think we're pretty positive. Like we're not so cantankerous consider our extent, you know, advanced no, yo, some, somebody said to me, somebody said to me, yo, how lucky are we to be involved in hardcore right now with it being so fucking cool? And I was like, yo, that's right. I forget that. I, I yeah. do feel good about it. Yeah, and just like how Jeremy was like saying on the the live show, which you can find on Patreon, um, just about like you know he's like it, it, whether or not hardcore like stunts his growth. He's like, yeah, I feel like I'm 25, so you don't act like you're like under like you know what I mean. If you act your age but feel younger because yeah. of punk and hardcore, like that's a pretty good byproduct of liking loud and fast music. Yes, um, and and not getting to the point where you're the get off my lawn, dude. Does anyone yeah. want to be get off my lawn, dude? No. People ask. do. No, yes. People love that shit. I know. I know. <laughs> there are certain people. As far as the podcast goes, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, like you said, they admitted their blind spots. They like what they like and all that sort of stuff. To me, like I get like people being like, keep it in the streets. Number one, I feel like that day has come and gone. As you listen part. to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, exactly. uh, you know, like, what the fuck right. are we talking about, folks? Or, and I think it's a cool thing for, like, you know, maybe Patrick, our buddy Jay from Mind Force, random people. You could play a fucking 3,000 person set. People are going off. It looks crazy. You show that to your parents and they go, oh, this is what you do on the weekends. You go back to your dad and be like, the New York Times talked about my band. Whole different res- response. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. He's, wait, that, he's waiting for that Times Union article. Let's be real. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, if it's only that, yes, then right. that's fucking all. It's not like there's not going to be like I can't get a fucking you know, 
you know, bands are playing, you know, Kelly Times playing a 10,000 cap tomorrow because of this fucking New York. It's not like, you know, when the New York Times talks about like the restaurant in your neighborhood and now you can't get a seat anymore. Right. No, that's, that's it, right. Like it's going to be, you know, there's definitely tons of people that listen to that as a pop podcast and just listen. Maybe some people will come around and check it out and that's awesome. I mean, it's the equivalent of, you know, there was like every, you know, of the 5,000 people that are at Sound of Fury that we always go back to. Not all of them had the antidote seven inch. Yeah, I was also going to say this is the mental problem that people don't really like. Again, I'm completely fine with somebody always being the basement only kid. I'm really at peace with that. I think there should always be one. But the thing that is worth saying is um, when you are kind of the. you're the newer entry into a culture and uh, you're, you're telling fellas how to do it. It's like that, as we've always said, that's kind of the nature of the thing. There's a churn and it's necessary, but it also, you got, you kind of got to take inventory of some of your statements and make sure that you're not on some like hardcore has always been X. This is, I've said this a million times on this podcast. I right. think that <clears throat> these broad generalizations that people, uh, make our are they just always end up looking foolish right like so the the it's just <laughs> when somebody who's been down for a long time and you believe you can't help but admit is legitimate uh has a different perspective on this than you do it doesn't mean you're wrong it could mean that they're a total fucking like need to take care of their kids orthodontics uh sell out here but uh, there's also a chance that, you know, their their opinion, which you valued until you disagreed, uh, is still worth considering. That's all. Well, and, and yes, and all that. <clears throat> that to be said, I have I have an axe to grind. Oh, well, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before we move on, I don't want to move yeah. on. Um, we'll move. No, it's okay. Sorry, no, I'm very we'll get to it. <laughs> I might have said this on recording. I know I said it to some people. It's 2022. Uh, in the conversation about what festivals are like or what shows are like or how people get in the hardcore. Yo, it's evolved. It's different. Um, using these weird flashpoint moments and using these things where it's like, hey, you know, like, I know I got into all sorts of different sports and athletes from the sports center clips in the early 90s, you know? Maybe I didn't know a lot about Brett Hull because I was only a passing phase hockey fan. Then I saw his, you know, some some blues clips and was like, oh, shit, look at that. All right. Yo, that's that's the way a lot of people see stuff on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. They just get these highlight clips now and it's just this condensed moment and it can be these exposure points, right? Where hardcore goes and how it evolves is really interesting to me because I think largely guitar music has been fucking frozen in time and it's looking more and more like a piece of amber as we continue to move. Mm. And that could be said for a lot of pop music in general, et cetera, et cetera. But but it, it, it also trickles down where it's like, wait, what is music? How do people get into music now? There's a lot of music being streamed and blah, blah, blah. But like 
a lot of it's algorithm, a lot of it's this. There's there's still radio play, but it's in a different feeling. There, where do people go to discover music? That's all changed. And I think hardcore is one of those places, hardcore and punk music are one of those places where you see those changes first. It's like early adapter shit, right? And that's kind of cool because I don't think a hardcore show, a hardcore festival, a hardcore scene, what a hardcore kid looks like today should look like what it looked like 20 years ago. Because what a hardcore kid looked like in 2002 sure as fuck isn't what a hardcore kid looked like in 1982. Mm. And that's okay. And and it, I'd be more concerned if we were, and we talk about this, these like, I love the threads. I love the connections. We do entire features focusing on some of that stuff and trying to dig deep on it. Mostly because it's it's cool. It's interesting. I actually think it's one of these like, oral traditions that I think is more vital. If I'm being really honest, fanzines, small interviews that you find and having dudes around who will talk to you and pass down these stories. Yo, I've never read the Harley or JJ books. You know why? Because there were older dudes in New Jersey who I talked to who realized I was like a Cro-Mag super fan who started telling me all those stories. And that was cool. I don't need to read those books because all those books I've already heard from someone and that's cool as shit. That is one of the energies I hope to pass down with this kind of like podcast shit that we're doing here. But the other is to also kind of get everybody in the mindset. What hardcore is, is hopefully always evolving. And that's where we got to lay. Like what happens when, when there's a moment now, yo, we all know what's news today is literally shit on the road that no one looks at again in one hour. Mm. So cool, you know, like let's all raise our hand. Hardcore got a nice little bump. Fucking awesome. Hopefully it can grab people the way it grabbed the three of us. But let's not get hung up and think that like, oh no, my precious thing is being taken, brought away. Like it just ain't that. Like it ain't that. Rant over. (laughs) Did we lose Tom? Tom? I'm here. No, no he's was, patiently waiting to grind an axe. I was he's giving sitting. Bob the floor, man. Okay, yeah, what do you got? You. He has a very... Uh, Tom, how sharp's the axe? I mean, I've been grinding it for a while. This is the first <laughs> axe to grind since like... It's been a year. Second episode, maybe? Yeah, No, it's been a year at least. But we, we do occasionally drop in an axe, but it's very rare now. But we don't actually point it out. We just kind of like low key. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I know how to do this. Rears itself. Uh, yeah, I want to be nice to all parties involved while also murdering them. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Tom, let me this. let me set this up for you. Oh, uh, hi guys. Uh, my name's Bob. I'll be taking your order today. Um, there you can go. Get you anything to drink? Is there anything? <laughs> did you see anything on the appetizers that you like? Or Here's my concern. About three weeks ago, where were we, fellas? Mm. Los Angeles. What were we doing? Uh, Watching lizard hunting videos on YouTube. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> watching Pat turn really, like, really sad things on and then leaving the room. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, what was the main reason for us going there? Uh, hard, uh, we did our live podcast recording and attended Sound and Fury. How many people were at Sound of Fury? 
5,000. How many reunion bands were at Sound and Fury? None. Uh, no, okay. Pity Sex and Super Heaven, we'll say. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sure. None. But there are people that have been around. And, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty awesome. So I get people, you know, I'm the New Yorker, and I love New York, and I love New York hardcore more than any music style ever. Hell yeah. Full stop. I love the people that are involved in it, even the folks that I don't know. I think, you know, the impact that they've had on my life and other people's lives cannot be under undersold. But when people like I get like DMs or texts or just like chats from people that are like, why can't we have something like this in New York? We're fucking New York hardcore. Why can't we do something like this? Why can't we go to like figure out a spot in, in a nice park and have a show and have 5,000 people show up? You want to know why? Because we decide to sell tickets to brunch where you may be able to like ask your favorite hardcore luminary to like pass the jam. <laughs> it is so fucking cringy and embarrassing that this is what we've made New York hardcore. The you know, we always sold hardcore as the like the person standing next to you is the next person on stage. How many stories do you hear like, yeah, I was talking to this like guy and he was like super nice and it ended up being Vinny Stigma and he got up on stage and played victim in pain. The fact that people are like, I'll pay $35 to eat vegan breakfast to like ask people that are still around a question to me is like the second to last nail in the coffin. Because this is not like, and you know what, if it was a benefit thing, if it was whatever, but like to do this, like, we're going to set up shop, you guys eat breakfast, like, I mean, two famous guitar players that like their, their musical output cannot be, you know, under, under, undersold. Incredible. Incredible. Um, one is, one, one is batting a thousand and one, the other is probably batting like 750. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we won't talk about less of the famous, but everything else is great. <laughs> sure. um, but to, for it to come down to like just randoms having like a like an, an eat and greet, I, I actually got like upset by seeing it. Yeah, you got you got more wound on this. And Tom, I I don't disagree, and I actually really like the New York spice you put on it. Let me throw some things so that we can. Deflect detractors. This is what you call proactively overcoming obstacles in sales, right? All right. But Tom, didn't we just do a live podcast that cost fifteen dollars for people to attend? We did. See that? That's what my, was that's different my about thing. that. It is Tom. So everybody is somebody's corn dick. You know what I mean? That's why I just don't even sweat it. But. Uh, I'm, I'm not sweating it anyway. I mean, no, I get it. No, no, he's like, not sweating. No, I'm. I'm, I'm saying, but, but. Is it is it a different energy? Is it like what what's how do we differentiate what we were doing? And I ask this honestly because I, I agree it doesn't feel the same to me. You know, like but how do we differentiate it? How's it differentiate? If you go, hey, you know what? We're gonna um Walter's gonna come by and play a couple of acoustic songs while we all hang out and eat. This is like you're paying for access to someone who's around. 
So it's the it's the it's we're removing the. Are you guys not going to back me up in this? And I'm going to be the no, psycho no, no. fucking Don't, yelling. Tom, 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 no, no, no. That's what I'm, Pat sounds like. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, yo, pay, you pay fifty bucks to see all. Like, no. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I am in the service of good radio. I would disagree with you on the color of the sky. In, in, in to to make. Uh, so I've been told yeah. to, to make um, good radio. So I am just putting it out there. But this I need to have. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. But if you do agree with me, kind of need a united force on this one. I can't really have you playing fucking. <laughs> Because you give an ounce, like I don't disrespect any of the people that are doing it. I just think it's such a bad look for our scene and for New York hardcore in general. Okay, well, Tom, here's the stop. here's the only pushback I'm going to give you, and this is going to get me in trouble. So we'll we'll take the heat off of you and put it squarely on me for a second. All right, because <clears throat> uh, I'll create heat with people that uh, are are dangerous now. Um, New York hardcore has its own rules on corny, like. It, they're playing by a completely different set than I would ever <laughs> lay down. <laughs> like it's, and part of that, and this is not in regards to the gentleman doing the brunch thing, but this, this is broadly about two New separate York. ones, mind you. Well, this is broadly about New York hardcore. Uh, there's a lot of fellas who, and I look, this is me to some extent. Uh, there's a lot of fellas who don't have a, a broad uh, selection of life skills. And music is what they're good at. And some of them are brilliant at it. Some of them are bad at it, but brilliant performers. Those are real specializations. And a lot of our listeners may not understand this, but those specialized, those specialized skills don't carry over into uh, a workplace, like, a, like an office. And a lot of the New York guys kind of struggle with real life. And... I say this as a guy who has struggled with real life for a long time, you know? Um, We're talking about different kinds of New York guys here, fellas. It, well, the this is just, Tom, all I'm saying is that when uh, John Joseph was doing his walking tours and all that, uh, I knew people. Oh, was like, yeah, it's a fucking scam. <laughs> I knew people that thought it was, that it was uncool. Here's what I say. Motherfuckers got to eat. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. You're yeah, fucking let's. Up. I'm not. Let's. No, we'll no, go no, back no. You, no, 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 no. Here's here's the thing. This would be the difference between live, actual grind live in Albany at Honest Weight Co-op mm-hmm. is really different than Axe Grind presents brunch with Patrick. Well, Axe Grind presents come shopping with Patrick at the fucking co-op. Right. And and it creates the weird dynamic that is one of the separating lines that we continue to feel in hardcore. Yo, I want to make this clear. I've gone to tons of live hardcore book events with interviews. I think they're fucking awesome. And I've amazing. Like I've put them on and been so impressed with the people involved. So impressed. I've gone to them and been so impressed. I've gone to Different speaking engagements. Very cool. I've been to low-key whatever things. Uh, the podcast recording was so cool, and we got to meet a bunch of people, and it wasn't a weird... I'm here to meet Patrick. I'm here to meet Bob. I'm here to meet Tom. Yo, maybe someone felt that. That's cool. But I hope they know that when they came up and said, what's up? I wasn't looking at like, oh, yeah, man, cool. Let me sign off. It's like, no, we're at a fucking show and you appreciate something I did. That's so cool. Let's kick it for a minute. You know, that's a different I meet people that I talked about, talked to with, uh, you know, in DMs for a year, two years. Like, that's oh, right. shit. 
That's you. That's right. That's, that's, awesome. that's right. That's right. But this is the yes. equivalent of being like, hey, you want to come fucking, you know, 20 bucks, you can come sit with me while I do my laundry and we'll talk. Right. And and it's and I think it's not I want to say this. I don't think the people participating necessarily are approaching it with that energy because those people don't have that energy. No. They have the the difference between the audience and the performers are that the performers have the instruments. There's not a, at most levels, even if they're playing behind a barricade, the barricade is a, a utility of the club, not of the performer, you know? And, and there's these weird boundaries that when we start to twist it and make it like a, Hey, show up. And we start mimicking these kind of like, odd mainstream meet and greet celebrity faux celebrity things. I don't know. I, I think it does a disservice. I think about it to myself with guests. We actually are doing an episode coming up pretty soon with someone all three of us really revere as far as yeah. someone in their, what they've done with hardcore and music in general and just, and, and like we've done interviews. Oh, we, we, all three of us really respect Walter Schreifel's in a crazy way, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We promoted that, but I tried my best. One, I wanted to promote it a little more than we do our average Joe episode. But two, I didn't want to treat it like cult of celebrity. And that, Patrick, is a point where I know that's not some shit you're about. No, but... I'm you also- have so much respect and reverence for artists, but you you don't throw them into celebrity culture. No, I mean, straight up, I think that I honestly think that people playing music are just idiots with guitars. I don't, I'm not impressed by musicians. And not exempting yourself from that. Let's, let's make that clear. No, no, no. E- and, and even when it's somebody that who is without question, very impressive, like Walter, at the end of the day, it's like, there's, there's people out here curing cancer and then there's the rest of us. And, that, and that's pretty much it for me. So no, I'm not, but I'm not buying into a cult of celebrity simply by saying, yeah, I don't care that these fellas are doing this. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's, that's, but, but saying that we don't care, I, like, you know, no, nobody on this call cares. Mm. But Tom's making a good point in that, yo, this is a bit regressive to this idea. And is this kind of You want to know why there's, 5, 000, there's not 5,000 new kids? Because we're having fucking brunch on a Sunday with our heroes, which is weird. And I think it's a, it's a terrible look. Right. Do Maybe you better think, off spending that time and get your band together and let three new bands open for you. Right. Well, I mean, I I, I don't make this crit- – I'm not anybody to criticize New York Hardcore. I don't – that's not where I'm at. Tom Tom has been a part of it for a long time and is a more important player in that. But I think there's been a lot of good bands out of New York. Yo, why aren't, why aren't more people upping those King 9 records? Those King 9 records are fucking awesome, man. Those are really yeah. good. That's a New York I, I, band in the last 10 years who's really good. There's a lot of stuff that could really be platformed. When New York, yo, you know what? Like, yeah. New York hardcore is like the Knicks. When the Knicks are good, yo, not everyone is a Knicks fan, but when the Knicks are good, the city is bumping. There's just a different energy. I thought the it NBA's was, different. The, the NBA, the whole, that's exactly right. If there's a good place in New York City for shows, God damn, 
that's a lit spot because you'll go to the Jersey VFW show. You might go to Philly for the show, but if there's a banging show in New York, everyone's going. When when the the folks got Gold Sounds going, yeah, and that was they had a little momentum there a couple of years right before pandemic. I was like, yo, this is cool. There's this weird coalescing, and you could see the people putting on the shows knew what was going on and wanted to do something. So that's to say New York is a vibrant place, and it's like many other places. It's a, a central – it's a – you know, uh, things can be bespoke because of it, um, just the same way as as festivals, whether it's – in Florida, whether it's in Philly, whether it's in Louisville, whether it's in LA, that can be a big stop that makes it okay. Well, we're going to play this festival. That's going to make this tour worth it. New York City, good scene is the equivalent of a festival. It can be. And I think that's kind of what you're bemoaning, Tom, is like, yo, there's so much here. And what are we doing? Are we just does it feel like it's just rear view looking? Yeah, like all right, combust record's great. Are we going to get fucking bagels with Andrew Vacanti? Like, what are we doing here? Like <laughs> I think there's no forward looking, it's always like going back. And all those people that are looked back on fondly deserve it and more. I mean no question. People, like, no I, question. I, I mean, full full transparency. Walter's I mean, we're probably talking more about this than people know about it, to be honest That's with you. That's a fact. Yeah. Sure. Walter's doing a brunch. Porcel's doing a brunch. You pay like 35 bucks. You get brunch and you get to ask some questions, which to me, I don't know these dudes. These dudes might fucking hear like Walter Trifles is legitimately one of my musical heroes. 100%. You couldn't pay me $35 to go and like eat fucking tofu scramble and be like, so what about the Moondog record? I, you know, now that I know that. But I think like we, we do this sort of stuff and then we wonder like why. You know, things don't pop off. The, Walter Schreifels should be fucking Paul McCartney. Okay. For the amount of good shit that he's put out, he should never have to worry another day in his life for a fucking dime. You know what I mean? And Porcel right, should live yeah. a nice life too. You're the same judge. Game changers. Sure. He should have a nice, a nice house, nice like farmland. He can do yoga. He, he you know what? He could. He deserves a. Uh, uh, he should have bought a uh, like a condo, like a, one of those brownstones in downtown Brooklyn thirty years ago, and really be rolling on it now. Like, damn, he deserves everything he got, but he deserved a lot more than he got. Absolutely, I'm no for the amount yeah, of no impact that he's had on music. Mm-hmm. But th- this just feels like. It, it, it just feels like such a weird look for people, you know, for like guys that you can go and like at St. Vitus and like, oh, there, there's Walter. And he's nice. No, I, you I, I like, think hey, neither of those dudes, neither of those dudes would be weird if you went up and said, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. L- no, that's love, a big, that's love a big whatever. part of their life, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, two things. I was overlooking the fact that it includes uh, brunch. That's a, a twenty-three dollar thing anyway. So now I'm I'm kind of in on this. Uh, but I I think that you, if your point, Tom, is that New York hardcore is terminally uh, backwards facing, uh, always looking at the past. Uh, it wasn't always. Uh, well. On that level, I'll completely co-sign what you're saying. I think New York Hardcore has a real problem with the fact that it's got legitimate legends who deserve our respect, 
but kind of doesn't know how to integrate the young person shit and the legends in any meaningful way. And well, that's an interesting thing to, to discuss. Go ahead. Please, please, please. It, it, it's, this has been a New York situation for, I don't know, 15 at least, wouldn't you say? Like it, it, it's, uh, I, I think that longer, I mean, Tom could probably talk about, I think the mid nineties, you saw this weird coalescing just because there was a mix. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I'd say maybe even since the early 2000s, there's been a real hard, how do we mix the old and new in a healthy way? And that might, like, by the way, that isn't just New York. We're using this as an example. How do you get it to work? How do you blend the new and old so it comes together in a really cool way? Uh, if I could make a suggestion, <laughs> it's, uh, and this is everybody in the sound of my voice. When I said I am taking on the heat, I don't actually want any fucking trouble with fucking 50 year old men who do jujitsu. I, I mean, that's not what I'm looking for, but it's worth saying that sometimes just because somebody is, is a real old head that you respect and you think that they've done great work, it doesn't mean they're plugged in, nor do they gotta be. So, that's to say that if I asked, if you asked me, Patrick, uh, you're, you're like a middle aged dude fucking, uh, in a band, uh, who's going to open your, your shows, uh, who's going to open your show in Duluth. I would look at you blankly and defer to someone who knows. And I think that it has been a problem on, on occasion for New York that, People just like promoters will say, Hey, uh, legend, who do you want to open this shit? And legend will say, uh, so, le, le, B tier legends, new band would be my pick. <laughs> and that's just not going to work. So, uh, you, sometimes you've got to not listen to the legend and promoters got to go with their gut and say, that sounds cool, man. However, there's a lot of energy around X, Y, or Z. Can we put them on? I think it would be a stronger look. Also, and this, and now let's go to the, let me level some criticism at the New York guys a little bit, like the bands. You got to take a loss or not take a loss. You got to take less money sometimes to have shows that continue to keep you relevant. Uh, Patrick, you have, you have done this in recent vintage where you've gone, okay, let's take a little bit more of a haircut so we can have the lit young band on this tour. Yes. And it, it's not just the young band, we should say. It's serve the your, lit cool band. Yes, yeah, serve your interests here, fellas. That's all I'm saying. And this actually, this applies to people way beyond New York. It applies to a lot of the reunion acts. Uh, like, I'll just level a complaint at a band I fucking love. Dead guy, what are you doing? It, it, it's sometimes you've got to be willing to, to, to lose. When I say lose money, yeah. I don't mean you're literally losing money. You're still making money. You've got to take no. less 
to to continue. Everyone brings home fifty dollars less. Yeah, literally. So yes. hold on. Let's. Uh, Tom, or, uh, this is going to be a Bob section because Bob books has booked a ton of shows in his life. Yeah, let's just look at it. Mm. Uh, bands are split five ways. Let's say you've got a booking agent, uh, uh, even a manager. Although a lot of these reunion acts do not. So let's look at it that way. Uh, a band you want, young band, you heard that they're cool. Uh, however, they want five hundred bucks. Uh, now I want everybody to be an adult and not like a fucking desperate person and say, Oh, that's a hundred dollars less for each band member of uh, on the headliner. Does a hundred dollars mean so much to you that you can't have a lit show? What the fuck is wrong with you? And if you are in that position, if a hundred dollars means that much to you, then I retract my statement because there are people that are struggling, but some of you aren't. And, it's it's absurd to kill a good show and to kill the momentum of your further reunion shows or career if you choose to have one by doing the penny pinching. It it's it's when I say it's pathetic, I, I'm not even saying it as a judgment on you. I'm saying it's a pathetic choice that that is not servicing you. And I want no. to be smarter. Well, and you want to see success for them, and you want the long run. You want the long chain, the tail on this to go. Yo, I mean, we've we've seen it time and again, where it's a combination of promoter and reunion act. Sometimes the reunion act has no say. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't care. Sometimes they do. Yo, I, you know who I want to give a shout out to? Verbal Assault uh, is doing all these shows. They're playing with lit current bands. They got a couple old friends jumping on the gigs too. Fucking awesome. I guarantee they're getting a nice mix because they're playing with good current bands. That's cool. Different circumstance. Different circumstance for bigger acts who have a whole like, hey, we're pulling in X amount of people. Okay. Well, do you want the show to be lit or do you want to maximize every cent you can get? That's where I think it falls into a promoter's hands to say, look, I want this show to be cool for you, but I want it to be cool for everyone. I want this to be a good time. And that means that means let's give a little more to make this all work. There's a couple other examples of this going on right now. And so this is taking kind of where Tom started and saying the backwards looking and how does it merge and how do you make this work? Yo, <laughs> In the best case scenario, you have we have witnessed festivals where older bands headline, Reunion Acts headline, and then and then younger bands are buoyed because a lot of people are in the room. I think it was this is hardcore 2012. Uh, Gorilla Biscuits headline, Lifetime played. Like this, the lineups were just stacked beyond belief. And I know for a fact some of the newer bands that played those shows really benefited, really benefited from the amount of people in that room. So there is the other side. As we continue to move, now that's 10 years ago. 
I can't speak to where people are at on reunions overall, but there is a way to make it work and make everyone feel good and hopefully connect to what's going on now, which it doesn't mean just putting a token new band on. That's just like, Oh yeah, they'll play for a hundred bucks, throw them on. Yeah. But like, is that the band who should play? Is that going to be cool? Maybe they should play and another one should play. Um, so I'm not calling anyone out by specifically, I'm just speaking broadly because promoters know better and there's a lot of really good ones out there doing this. There's a lot of good people booking shows who know what they can pull together. If they have cool new band and cool old band, put them on the same show. It's awesome. All right. End rant on all counts. What else we got? We went down a real hole. Um, (laughs) (sighs) Yo, I, I think... Do we asked the question? I think we've answered it more than once, and I don't want to keep asking it. Like hard, hardcore's in a cool space right now. Do you guys personally know anyone who is full on haterade right now? Uh, I don't. I know people that are starting to sip on it a little bit, but uh, no, I don't know any pure haters. But maybe they just don't bring it to me. Tom. Yeah, probably a person here, to, here, or there. <laughs> what do you think is the energy on that? Like without you know, we're not getting into specifics. I think it's as dusty as a fucking brunch. <laughs> Yo, I I know very few, but uh, as I've said in our group chat, I don't. You know, I talk to a smattering of people, and most of them are pretty active humans. Um, do we go full Robert Stack unsolved mysteries? Because I have, I feel like this is an unsolved mystery to me. There are people involved in hardcore, and this is this is something that's recurring to me, and I'm I'm, uh, I'm so sad about it that I think in their obituary could be the line: their hate impeded their success. Oh, are you which kidding? is to what's that? I was just saying, kidding. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there. But we're in a space where I think people should think about it. And I think we might have people who listen who are the right type of ears to hear this. And I want you guys to talk on this too. Okay. I'm going to self ever felt like your energy of hating on something is getting in the way from you doing something productive. I mean, all the time, Uh, (laughs) but, but, (laughs) but here's what, here's what I'll say. Um, this is uh, advice that you people can take it or leave it. Um, when you've started to make any progress at the thing that you are doing, you, you let go of so much of that. And by necessity, you work with those people that you think are whack. And you think well, sometimes you walk away thinking, oh, I was wrong about that fellow. That, that dude's cool. That band is okay. Or, or man, they fucking suck, but good dudes. And sincerely, everybody, do for self. This is what I always say. Like, look out for your own self-interest. Like, do things that make your life better. And if it's not, if it doesn't go against your moral code, then you got to drop some of the petty bullshit of like, oh, this dude's, I, I don't like this dude's band. You know what I mean? Or this dude dated uh, the same woman as me or same guy as me fucking however. Like, let go of all of that. 
fucking further your life, <laughs> make something of yourself. And you got, that's the reason I let go of hate is not because hate's uncool. I love player hating. It's, it's just a fucking part-time job. But the real reason is because it just doesn't serve you. Right. And, and I mean, that's the thing I, I end up on is that it's not so much like having a grief or having a ax to grind. Like, yo, you get these thoughts and you kind of like, like where we were with Tom, like I felt the same when I'm seeing that. I'm like, man, this is twinging me. Why is this twinging me? But I see people who make it like their second. It's like not even a part-time job. It's like, it's their other job. It's their night job where they're putting in 40 hours a week at the fucking haterade factory. And I think it gets in the way of doing something better. Yo, like, <laughs> I had a conversation with someone about the the um, the place of music criticism, like music journalism slash criticism. Um, and it's something I think we've all, all three of us have talked about privately. But like Tom, it puts us in a weird spot to hear a hardcore band and go, eh shit sucks, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we don't want to do that. So the pivot is to advocate for what you do like, right? And like that can be a really good thing, but you want to create a baseline also where someone doesn't think, oh, this person just likes everything. Does that make sense? Can't right, like everything. If you, if you like everything, you look like a shill. Correct. But so it's, it's, it's that and it's, so then I say, but what about, because we talk about that, friend to all, friend to none. What about the f- person who's a friend to none? What about the person who fucking hates on everything? <laughs> How do we feel about that? God damn, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I personally, I handle hate pretty well, like tw- directed towards me. Like, because a lot of times it's got nothing to do with you. Well, that's not the, yo. Honestly, that's not the thing. I don't. If somebody could hate directly on the thing I'm doing, that that's that's a different issue. What about the person who hates on everything? Is that fun energy to be around? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the answer you're looking for, but sometimes <laughs> I don't mind it. Like, like okay, without using their names. There's a couple dudes in hardcore who are full-time fucking career haters. And uh, th- they've done it for uh, – some of them are in their mid to late 40s. And they've done it for a long fucking time. Sometimes they get checked. Sometimes they don't. Uh, every once in a while, a young dude will have something to say. Uh, depends on who they are, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sometimes those dudes bust out with the funny shit. <laughs> from their from their decrepit facebook pages they sometimes say funny shit so i'm not that mad so so you're you're advocating for people to hate on everything no i'm just saying that occasionally they occasionally they'll hit a stride like there's one dude in particular that is like such like we won't say his name on this podcast but like he is such a fucking vintage ass hater. Never, I never seen him say anything fucking positive. He's been around for 30 years. <laughs> he fucking cannot, will not stop hating. And at some point it's like, all right, man, I got to hand this dude his flowers. He's just a fucking career fucking hater. So, well, well, that's, a, I mean, yo, it can be a funny nugget, but like, what if that's all you got in your oh, head? Oh, no. You know listen, what I mean? That's the thing. That's, I'm, that's I'm sure nobody in his life likes it. <laughs> but, 
but I like him on fucking the internet. Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm ready to fucking punch Pat in the mouth. <laughs> so he's established that, yeah, he's established that, um, no, no, he's in for the $23 brunch, which we know Pat to be false, him, yeah. right? Um, two, uh, he thinks people who hate on everything are pretty lit. No, listen. You know, on the internet. Wow, <laughs> shit. This is just. What do you think? I did. I the opposite. But no, the opposite listen. doesn't matter for you. No, I like the opposite. Tom, you know who it's I'm talking about when I say shit. when I say the dude. Do, do both of you fellas know who I'm talking about right now? No. Okay. No. There's, there's a few people out there. Yeah, there's a few people out there. There's one who is to me. And now I don't like this man. He shit on me. He's he's not friendly to me. <laughs> he's not cool to me. <laughs> But he's just such a he's like, I can't deny who he is. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, fuck it, man. This is this is this is just some fucking <laughs> like lifetime hater. I'm just not that mad at it. That's all I'm saying. No, I mean, that- it's the opposite end of the same coin. It's <clears throat> if you like everything, you're a clown. If you hate everything, you're a clown. Well, oh, that's ultimately true. There we go. There thank you, Tom. You summarized. Yo, sorry, we're, we're dead noise. What are we doing? Dead sound. <laughs> I don't know. You, you <laughs> I wanted, summarize. To, I wanted to give time. No, you summarize. You hit it. You you hit the nail on the head. You got to find the balance in life of uh, of haterating. You, your love or your hate means nothing. Well, that's right. okay. That's honestly, uh, that's, that's a heavy perspective that is fucking true. Everybody, go watch the Kevin Gates uh, cycle of interviews that he's doing right now. <laughs> Where? He just very funnily every time something people are like, well, it was a bit controversial when you said this. He goes, maybe. And they go, <laughs> the interviewer tries to get more out of him and is like, uh, well, you could understand where it would offend. And he goes, yeah, but I don't really give a shit. And they go, because <laughs> like, uh, he knows that ultimately the things that, yeah, you, you love and your hate is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's got to make up their own minds about these things. And it is, uh, I would say maybe here's what I can agree with you fellas on whether, (laughs) whether you think that, whether you think that these people are funny, whether you think that it's like, some people love the positive shit. Some people love the shill, you know what I mean? Like that's somebody that they're very comfortable with. Right. But regardless of how you feel about any of that, like it's at the end of the day, everybody's going to make their own decision without that person's help. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it, there's no, you can't be self-important about the things that you love or hate. That's the biggest message to me is I used to think that the thing, like my opinion mattered about things that I love or hate. Now I understand that like, it's, it's just talk. Don't think that you're making like some huge impact on the world by you sitting in, in a fucking dark room being like, I hate Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's a bitch. Like, yo, it's Jim Carrey didn't lose a dollar, but like, he's doing fine. So I, uh, and I picked that one cause I hate Jim Carrey, but, uh, yeah, just don't be self-important about your loves and your hates. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yo, let's, um, let's try to, let's try to like shake off the rust here, guys. What, what, um, what do we have going on coming up that we're excited for? I am excited. Was that? Nothing. Oh, you want to come on? Hit us with it. 
No, no, no. I was just going to, there was a good fest coming up that we talked about that we wanted to. Oh, signal. we are excited about that. Can we pull that up? Um, yeah. While you get that together, I am excited. We, we big up the rival schools, United by Fate reissue. They announced a few shows in New York in the spring. I'm excited about that. Um, they just sold out of one of the shows, so another date was added. Um, that's a ways off. I'm excited for that. There are yeah, May. Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. I guess it's freaking clear, clear calendar. <laughs> um, ceremony is going on tour with Spy and Gel. I think we might have mentioned that momentarily on the last episode. I am excited for that tour. I think that's really cool. I'm very curious to see what that energy is like. Um, could somebody who is who is stuck with ceremony and who is in the ceremony now discover shit like gel and or spy and really ride that because oh, uh, both are ex- both are exemplary live bands and have good energy. So um, if you're in it just for live shit, I think you could. Yeah, that's a winning lineup uh, because let's say that you got into ceremony post zoo or zoo. Let's say you got in at zoo and, and you're not really interested in the stuff before it. You're still a little titillated by the idea that this, that, that ceremony shows were chaotic, insane things. You're titillated by that because all of their shows, even to this day, still bust out that energy at a big portion of it. Right. So you're there you, mm-hmm. If you if you're there for ceremony, you you want to see spy. If you're there for ceremony, you want to see gel. You don't know it, you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe you're a 40 year old dude that's been down with fucking ceremony since day one, and you don't even know what the fuck gel is. You're gonna and you're gonna enjoy the shit out of it. So I think it's a total winning winning roster right there, winning lineup. Tom, you got the festival that we want to speak on. Sure, sure, yeah. And I think that ceremony tour is actually really fucking cool. It's a nice mix. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like there's probably few people that go that go to ceremony only knowing the newer stuff, and if they do, they'll be blown away by the openers. And I didn't realize this is like their ceremony's first headliner in like years. Yeah, in a minute, in a minute. I forget what they said. It was like shocking. I didn't think it was that long, but it had been. So I think it'll be cool. They'll be playing fucking you know good rooms for hardcore. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be a um, a really good mix. Hell yeah, me too. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to see ceremony, please make sure you get there early for Spy and Gel. I don't think they're on it together. I think they're different. No, I think they do different legs. legs. But um, so yeah, so we want to talk about. We talked about this. We've talked about this this um fest in the past. Yeah. Um, change the name. It used to be called be known as Promcore. Mm-hmm. But now it's called Act it, Act Like You Know Fest. Um, which is very appropriate for this this lineup. Mm. Um, so it's Propcore presents a benefit for Oklahomans for equality. Act like you know, Volume One. It's November eighteenth through the twentieth at the VFW Post, which I love to see that five VFW Post five seventy seven. If you were looking, not five seventy six, five seventy seven uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you can go see a show and then go see the the Outsiders House. Shout um, out Tulsa. Seventy five bucks for weekend pass. Um, you want me to go through the bands real quick? Hit us with this lineup. I'll go fast. I won't do the breakdowns. So you'll have to, you'll have to go to the Act Like You Know Fest Instagram to get the daily breakdowns. Wish You Death, Wide Man, Terminal Nation, Take It to Heart, Strangle You, Squint, Split, Snuffed on Sight, Snuffed, 
That's too soft, aren't you? Slug. <laughs> um, si Dios quiere. Uh, side eye, Shiva, sentence to die, rot, rejection pact, poison on top, raw life, pummel, prevention, peeling flesh, ozone, living in fear, last gasp, hold my own. What's going on there, Greg? First day out, end game, direct measure, deep incision, constraint, chemical fix, cell, blind to life, ankle biter, amnesia, garden, and then like the headliners, for, for lack of a better term, spaced. Mm-hmm. Broken vow, gates to hell, move, end it, anxious, gridiron, spy, and scowl. That is a good fucking festival. That is a good fucking festival. Really good festival. Um, That's in Tulsa, so, you said? It's in Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, uh, That'll be fucking fun as shit. Do I got to stop low rate in Tulsa? Yes. All right. Yo, they've been I working mean, on this for a long time. They've been working on this. They've been building the scene. Like uh, This is continuing my theory that it's like... Um, Maybe I've talked. I, I've talked about this idea, but let's let's spell it out right here. Things have life cycles. A bunch of these cities in the middle of the country have been going at hardcore in the way that coastal scenes were. Maybe it was ten years ago. Maybe it was fifteen years ago. Maybe it was twenty years ago. But like, you're seeing it in the way scenes are building, and and like. Yo, Tulsa got a lot of distinct disadvantages, but it can be overcome by a few really motivated people who are willing to stick with something and put on a festival like this and bring real relevant current bands to it. Like, you want to motivate people in your area to start doing shows? Do this for a while. Do consistent shows. Keep it going. Look at look at the Midwest, man. Look at what happened to the more modern hardcore scene when they started doing, you know, uh, Midwest Blood, which became LDB. And you just saw this, like, explosion of bands. And, like, there's a regionality to it. Tulsa's got a few. I know there's some local bands on there. They also got a bunch of current bands. Yo, that's banging. And it also brings people in. You think there's not going to be people who drive up from Texas for that? No chance. There's definitely are, you know, uh, psych to see that ozone set. I think that's a great band. There's a lot of cool bands on that show. Um, low key. I wouldn't, I would be surprised if some of the bands who are playing act like, you know, aren't ending up on some of the bigger fests, you know, whether it's FYA, whether it's, this is hardcore, whether it's sound of fury next year. Absolutely. Cool show. Shout out. Um, Patrick, what else you got? What else are you excited about? What what stuff you got going on? I know you're in, in Perth, Australia, but uh, I think we just announced the Drug Church uh, tour with the uh, the Bronx, the Chats, and Scowl. Uh, if we didn't, yeah. then I feel foolish saying it, but the the uh, I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, should be a fucking really fun show for people that don't know what the Chats are. I uh, had like like almost like a TikTok hit with uh smoko and i wasn't ready for the chats i was i was thinking oh is this like a novelty act i don't i only know this one song that's like c- kind of like fun and cute uh really really fucking good band <laughs> like for anybody that doesn't know the chats play kind of like what you i think most of our listeners would call uh punk uh m- maybe something along the lines of like a pub punk to a degree uh but it's fast. It's not like Australia does um, kind of a uh, off 
uh, a different type of punk than than uh, the U.S. does, in that it's way more rock oriented, like overtly rock oriented, and mm. uh, the Chats do that to such a great effect. Like they have a song about ACDC. It's clear they love ACDC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's clear they're not. It's not like a bit. <laughs> like and so. Uh, <clears throat> Whenever somebody in the U.S. does that, we call them Motorhead inspired. That's that's not what this is, but it is. It's fast and it's. I, I was really really impressed when I went down the chat hole ahead of this uh, uh, agreeing to do this tour. Um, Scowl, I'm sure everybody in our listenership knows. Uh, th- they, you know, this is me talking plain now. I probably low rated this band up until Sound and Fury, where I got to see it. Uh, it, it is, uh, I'd say that they have done what you're supposed to do as a band, which is, uh, play until you're great. And they are now really good. Uh, Oh, here's a little inside baseball thing. I got a text from a, a, a bigger label dude who was like, tell me about scowl because he had watched the sound and fury <laughs> footage. Yep. <laughs> it's a guy who's at like a you know relatively big label. Uh and it was like, tell me about Skull. And I had to say exactly what my appraisal was. I was I said I didn't rate them really until recently where they've become like a really ferocious live act. Um so uh that'll be cool. And then the Bronx, who have been around for a long time and kind of have their fans. Now there's some crossover with uh like the every time I die fan. And uh, there's some crossover with like uh, kind of like the punk rock bowling scene. And if that doesn't sound appealing to some of our listeners that are more like died in the wool hardcore kids, uh, if you like, this is going to sound crazy, but I want you to try this. If you are of a certain age and you love the suicide file, try listening to the Bronx and tell me that there aren't overt fucking crossover there and similarities. There most certainly is. It's, it's essentially rock and hardcore, which if you don't like it, you don't like it, but that's what it is. Now it's played to a different scene for a long time, but there's plenty of hardcore kids that like it. And for a reason, I think the tour is going to be really, really fun. And I know that Bob would like me to give the dates for it. I have no idea. Oh yeah. I mean, that's more just for us. But uh, yeah, you should you should probably probably figure out those dates. It's in the fall, sometime. Yeah, sometime in the fall. Um, nebulous time in the fall. Tom, we haven't talked about your show. There's other shows going on. Tom, I, yes. you got you got a pretty sh- cool show coming up this fall too. Indecision, integrity in New York City. You excited? I'm very excited. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. People seem very into it, and and it's moved a bunch of tickets, as the pros say. So uh, it'll probably sell out in advance, which is kind of cool. It's a fucking Saturday, a Thanksgiving weekend. What else are you doing? Mm. You're sick of your family if you're going to see your family. You're going to go out yeah. to a bar. Might as well come to Brooklyn and get some pierogies and fucking get moshed on. So it's the Saturday <laughs> of Thanksgiving weekend? Yep. Yeah, it's the 26th, you know, Black Friday, get all your shopping in. Long been my theory that that's one of the best weekends of the year for shows. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, less so. Friday, Saturday, because people are tired. They've already got the family in. You're probably home. Or if you're not home, like, yo, say you go to school in New York or you live in New York, but your folks live in PA, your folks live in Mass, your folks live upstate. You go up. And about 
Thursday evening at 8.30, you are ready to get the hell out of Dodge. Right. right. By Saturday, so, it's just... Yep. Oh, Saturday, even Friday night, Saturday, you are ready. You're like, oh, sorry, got some stuff to do. Got to get back. And then, yeah, so so everybody should check that out. It's integrity. It's indecision. It's Warthog. Who else is on that show? All Out War and The Fight from Long Island. All Out War and Nuke Long Island, The Fight. So um, it should be fun. It's still a long way away. Like, I can't even like imagine it happening. But even like I saw some friends last night and they're like, you guys play with integrity yet? I'm like, no. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> no, it's 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 the weird thing that's happened in in very modern vintage. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm excited for that rival school show in nine months. Right. I mean, these are dudes that are on like full U.S. tours and world tours and stuff. They're like, did it happen yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, I can't believe that's happening. I'm like, dude, you're from Chicago. You can't believe that's happening. Imagine being from New York and never imagining in a million years that integrity, integrity be playing New York and we're going to play it. Yo, before we go, I have a question for both of you. One, do you think the guys from the fight, they, the, the, I'm referencing one of their songs, Nuke Long Island. Do you think they really want to nuke Long Island? Because I, I think at least one or two of those guys probably loves Long Island. They probably want to nuke most, like some of Long Island, like the... Like the Smithtown Mall or something. I mean, like yeah, like Trump flags outside of Bagel Boss, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two. Boss. <laughs> All right, two. Tom, can you give me one? Uh, there's going to be two versions of this question. I'm assuming you're going to answer. Give me one super positive Long Island experience you've had on Long Island, not in, but on Long Island. On Long Island, super positive. Mm-hmm. Non-hardcore. Ah, see, you you beat me to it. I was gonna if you gave me a hardcore one, I was going to ask you for a non-hardcore. So one of each. I mean, uh, some of the greatest shows I've ever gotten to play and see were on Long Island. That was like our home away from home. Like Long Island in the 90s, like a local show would do 600 kids. It was the f- coolest yeah. scene in the world. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I um, I did a girl for like when I was a kid. Probably a kid. I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 22, 23. I dated a girl for like three years that lived out on the east end of Long Island and so talk it and I still talk to her so oh hell yeah that was right. probably the most positive and that was uh 23 years ago so okay all right Patrick thing. Long Island's beautiful oh wow you're you're he's, he's caping up for long for the island yeah. Patrick uh positive hardcore or music related experience uh on Long Island um <clears throat> Uh, I've, I mean, I've played uh, some really fun shows. Uh, is it uh, – which one's the one I like? Is that Amity Music Hall, the one that Amityville? I like? Amityville, yeah, um, probably. AMH? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I really like the venue. Uh, when that room is full, it's a really fucking fun vibe. Um, I've played some fucking fun shows there, actually, and some ones where nobody liked us. But uh, Long Island is – to me, cool. Uh, I still, I, I didn't. Nuke Long Island is a fun thing to say, <laughs> so I'm with it. But uh, no, Long Island. As much as people shit on Long Island, and yeah, Tom, Tom's not wrong. You, you'll you'll find uh, if you're looking for Trump supporting uh, bagel guys, you'll, you'll find them. Um, <laughs> but uh, Long Island in general, we don't gotta nuke it. There's places I would nuke way before that. Oh sure. So so. 
uh, let's see, positive. I went to a really, like, really good. I think it was, I think it was Life's Halt No Reply show on Long Island uh, that was really fucking lit. I think it was at a gym, um, so that was fun. The drive there was awful, like awful, awful. Yep. Because from where I live in New Jersey, you have to drive across Staten Island. Which is the real nuke Staten Island? That's the thing you gotta like nuke. Sorry, combust. Um, but uh, but that drive is terrible. But that show was great. Um, I did a drive where I just drove out to the end of Long Island, uh, basically on my work's dime. I, there was a couple uh, clients that we worked with way out. I was like, you know who I need to have meetings with? These people very <laughs> far away. And I'll do this drive, and I'll go meet with them for a couple. And that was really nice. So, so no, uh, a consensus: don't nuke Long Island, but maybe we could nuke Bagel Boss. Do you think the bagels are good? I bet the bagels are good. Everybody's told me the bagels are good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been to Bagel Boss. That wasn't just the little yeah. guy yelling. Yeah, the I bagels mean. are good, right? Like, yeah, for sure. <sighs> All and right. What's the other place? The um, uh, uh the 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 um. Fuck, I'm, I, I can't remember. Witch's Brew. Witch's Brew is a Lion mm. Harper staple. It's a coffee place. Hell yeah. I'm um, like West Hempstead or something like that. Um, also good. Are the Rockaways, the do we consider the Rockaways Long Island or Brooklyn? Queens. Queens. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, Queens. Okay. They are the Queens. Qu- they are on the same jetty, like same island, but yeah. Yeah, Queens, not not Long Island, but once you get pretty far out there, kind of Long Island. It's Long Island, yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right. Well, yo, shout out to the Rockaways. My cousin surfs out there. She loves it. Um, the Irish Riviera. Hell yes. 